0: Central with Toby on
1: Stuff Central is brought to you by the highly advanced BMW Connected Drive technology. Stay connected with all that's happening in the tech world with Stuff Central and stay connected with everything happening in your world with BMW Connected Drive. So connected, you're free.
0: Good afternoon, BMW Connected Drive.
1: How can I help? Hi, uh, I need a restaurant recommendation for a new client of mine, please. Uh, With a few specific requests, she's gluten intolerant, raw vegan, who only eats paleo and organic. Uh, Oh, she's also banting. Find whatever you need with BMW Concierge Services, the personal assistant in your car that'll find anything you're looking for. From specific restaurants to the closest ATM, another innovation from BMW Connected Drive. So connected, you're free. Good afternoon. You're listening to Stuff Central. I'm Stuff Magazine's contributing editor, Craig Wilson. And in studio with me today, I have the enchanting, the beguiling, the tech-savvy, Sam Beck-Bessinger.
2: Hello, Craig Wilson-Pants.
1: Hi, Sam. It's lovely to see you. Nice to have you back in South Africa after, I believe, some protracted gallivanting.
2: Yeah, indeed. I was um, hanging with all the tech bros in San Francisco. So I'm very glad to be home because tech bros are the worst human beings um, and South Africans should stop trying to be them.
1: Well, for those people who are listening, perhaps you can give us the uh, Beck-Bessinger rundown of what constitutes a tech bro. A tech
2: bro. You know them when you see them um, and they they all live in San Francisco. Some of them live in Cape Town. Uh, They are douche guys with the Twitter t shirts and the four cell phones on them who are live tweeting whatever's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um and they all work for some hot new startup and they're talking about their exit strategy. Those are the tech bros. Oh, nice.
0: Um
2: and you know obviously being in San Francisco is, is is fascinating because you get to see, you know, the the cutting edge of, of things. But what I realized being there is that it isn't really the cutting edge of much Anymore, it, it sort of feels like the, the cutting edge of laundry disruption startup apps. Um, <laughs> it sort of feels like they've run out of real problems to solve. Obviously I'm oversimplifying and the sure. big guys have massive momentum, but the, the small startup culture is less interesting there than I thought it was. It made me very excited to be back home where we have big chunky problems to be solving with tech.
1: Right. And where we've got a sort of, it's, it's a case of innovation from necessity, right? Yeah. I mean, we see this across Africa from people having to make a plan mm. and then coming up with these great having startups. A a plan. yes yes <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I guess it's turned into sort of a lot of venture capital in San Fran. it's really a business now. oh my now. goodness
2: you walk down the street it feels like the monopoly man is just throwing money everywhere <laughs> so if you want money thrown at you and you're a startup guy go to San Francisco because it's crazy um but it seems like that's it's made people it's made the the the, the scene feel a bit fat somehow like a little bit yeah. fat and lazy um, and there's some lazy ideas that that are starting to you know find massive funding um sure. so it was it was really interesting being there um, I enjoyed the free food because That's something that comes with tech broness. I did not enjoy the tech bros.
1: Sure. And given the exchange rate, any free meal uh, is uh, welcome, I'll bet. Indeed. So what were you actually doing there? I mean, other than hanging out with the Obamas. Uh,
2: I I got a hug from Michelle. She's a hugger. Um, (laughs) No, it was great. Um, I was part of the Mandela Washington Fellowship for Young African Leaders, which was this great program. But honestly, the most fun part of being there was hanging out with very smart entrepreneurs from the whole continent. There were 500 Mm. of us there. Um, I met guys building mobile uh, healthcare apps in the Gambia. And honestly, there is just such exciting stuff happening. And like you say, innovation from, because we are having, hefting to make a plan, <laughs> having to plan make. Um, yeah, so that was really fun. And then I was doing some work with uh, Western Union Digital Ventures in San Francisco. So, which is cool because it's like mobile money remittance stuff. So we're not
1: going to lose you to the banking world. Oh
2: goodness, no. Can you imagine <laughs> me wearing <laughs> a suit and tie every day? I can
1: imagine you wearing a suit and tie but uh, only for fun yeah all right, uh, only for fun. All right, well let's get uh, let's get straight into this week's news. Uh lots of things happening as always. This I guess is one of the perks of tech. There's never a dull moment. Um one of the first ones I saw uh, up this week was that Microsoft Office 365, now for those people who don't know, this is uh, Word and PowerPoint and Excel and all those things you've come to expect. Uh you no longer buy them as an outright package, you sort of rent them. You rent access to them every month, and in exchange Microsoft gives you a bunch of online tools that you can use, you get the latest updates, And you can store a bunch of data online. And that's the bit that makes this week's story interesting. They've now announced that they're going to give Microsoft Office 365 users unlimited cloud storage. So at the moment, I believe it costs about 75 rand a month. Mm. And the closest deal I've seen to that is Dropbox and Google Drive, which are very popular versions of a similar sort of thing, they offer you a terabyte of data for about $10 a month or about Mm. 105 rand at today's exchange rate. So suddenly Microsoft's just gone and undercut the lot of them.
2: Yeah. Um, So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, Dropbox and and Google Drive, as as has been happening for the last couple of years, um, you know, will make their move, one expects, within the next couple of months. Sure. Because, I mean, so, you know, the, the terabyte move was, was last year sometime and mm-hmm. all of a sudden everyone up their, up their limit to a terabyte and one moves and then the others have to move, um, you know, to, to, to stay competing. Sure. And then it becomes a question of, um, that you take away the space limit and then it becomes a question of what else you're getting. So a lot of people love Dropbox because it's been around for a while and my mom knows how to use it. Sure.
1: And you can do the things like uploading your photos automatically yeah. from your phone. Yeah. And-
2: yeah. So, and then again, it becomes a question, um, as so many tech decisions are these days, even the question, should I get the new iPhone or should I get the wait for the next, you know, Samsung, it becomes a question of which ecosystem you're more locked into. Mm. So um, if you spend your life in the Office 365 package, as a lot of people do, then it makes perfect sense that it's seamless and you don't have to think about it and they're automatically all being stored in the cloud. Sure. Whereas if, like me, you live in the Googleplex and the great Google hive mind, yeah. um, all my all my life is in Google. So yeah. that makes more sense. So it becomes more of a question about which ecosystem you commit to. Sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I found it compelling because I've actually, I tried last year to uh, extricate myself from the Microsoft universe and failed miserably because <laughs> I make most of my living uh, writing and pretty much everyone writes everything in Microsoft Word. Mm. So Pages, unfortunately, which is the uh, Apple equivalent, they, um, they did away with the uh, sort of option to track changes in an elegant way. And that made my life a misery. So mm. I've been forced back into the Microsoft ecosystem just because it's so ubiquitous. Sure. Um, I guess the other thing is, who's, who do you trust with your data? Mm. But I'm not sure that I trust Microsoft with my data any less than I trust uh, Google and Dropbox. I don't
2: trust any of the lot of them. <laughs> right, right. You
1: I mean, can you trust any of them at all is the I question. mean,
2: if you're putting your nudie photos on the internet, you know, they are going to get hacked. <laughs> right, right. Craig Wilson, I say, Imperably. staring at you. Well, your
1: fortunately, I, I mean, I'm not interesting enough for uh, anyone to have gone after them, right? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww. So on a on a sort of related note, I saw also this week that the uh, long-rumored YouTube page streaming service is mm. actually uh, it looks like it's going to happen. The CEO has confirmed it and uh, not said you know in what form, but I think this is great. Frankly, I would be quite happy to pay a nominal fee of a couple of dollars a month not to have to deal with those infuriating ads.
0: Mm. Oh, the ads.
1: Right? All those little five seconds of your life stolen at the beginning. I mean, this is what put me off broadcast television was uh. losing three minutes of my life every 15 minutes mm. um, to these things that I don't you know want to have to watch. Sure.
2: So uh, have they Released any any news about um, pricing?
1: They haven't, but I, I mean, it looks like. This this makes a lot of sense because if you speak to young folk every now and then, I uh, I uh, quiz some of my friends' younger siblings about this. Mm. For many people, YouTube is the de facto music streaming service. Oh, of
2: course, yeah, it's, it's everything's MTV. there. It's MTV. Yeah, yeah.
1: everything's there, yeah. and uh, whether it's legitimate or not is another story, <laughs> right? You get people just uploading the latest single from whoever. Sure. Um, but it's there. I think it makes sense for YouTube to turn this into a a pay service because also with those extra little features, mm. uh, I I'd be willing to pay for them.
2: So what starts becoming really interesting there as well. Um, um, is uh, so when I was in the States, um, one of the things that you can get a free trial for, and it's amazing because all of a sudden your IP address changes <laughs> to an American address, and you start getting all of these special offers for one month sure. free Netflix, one f- month free Spotify. So I was, I was so excited. I was in my element. Uh, and one of the things that I had a little one month free trial of was the Google Play Unlimited – music streaming. Now that's, right. that's interesting because Google, you know, like all of them, and again, this comes back to ecosystems. Um, you know, Google's been building their equivalent of the iTunes store, um, and are trying to move into the music streaming game, um, not that successfully, but, If you're paying and you're not just getting the unlimited ad-free YouTubing, which already, yay, but now you can start (laughs) throwing in unlimited, you know, porn streaming without ads, ooh, yay, and uh, music (laughs) (laughs) downloads, you know, then it starts to be pretty, pretty damn compelling.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then it's a really compelling offer and there's no reason not to take it up. Well, Mm. I hope it works for them. Uh, One more snippet before we uh, take a little break. Did you see the news this week about the Google exec who just out of the blue decided to beat Felix Bombarder's record? of leaping from space. Just
0: for
2: funsies. Just because
1: he's got the money and the time and the inclination. Now,
2: here's my question. If you had a couple of billion dollars to blow, would you jump out of the edge of space or would you go into a deep-sea submarine?
1: I would probably do neither because I'd be too busy in my hammock on my (laughs) island. Um, Yeah, I wonder about that. I think I agree with you. I think maybe going down is is, uh, more interesting these days. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the submarine idea. I just want to be Jacques Cousteau. Exploring the oceans, the, looking the at the weird floor. fish and the, the mantis. What are those those mantis oh, there's, mantis there's things with the, the crazy the colours? Things and in the their
1: head that uh, can do the sub yeah, those, and, and these the things can boom. see in
2: sixteen different chromatic vision. <laughs> so you can see UV rays. I want to go and look at the weird fish, man.
1: Well, let's hope the Hindus are right. Maybe you can come back as one.
2: Ah, oh, it's the dream.
1: <laughs> so anyway, what I liked about this chap was, aside from the fact that he just went, oh, I can do better. Uh, he leapt from f- twenty five miles above the Earth's surface. Was That's that goodness. he's fifty seven years old? I think his name is Alan Eustace. Mm. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a strange pet project. I mean,
2: the, the upside is that, hey, it all goes horribly wrong and you die. You had a good 56 years.
1: Right, right. <laughs> and, and a good sort of last four and a half minute plummet, uh, to earth. Yeah. Anyway, not a bad way to do it. Uh, we'll be back, uh, shortly with a little bit more tech news. Chat to you then. With the future, you're listening to Stuff Central here on Cliff Central. I'm Craig Wilson, and with me is the lovely Sam Beck-Bessinger. Uh, if you want to shout at us or tell us anything, uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Craig Wilson, and you can find Sam, at Greenham Sam. Bit of a Dr. Zeus fan?
2: Uh, I- Tiny. Tiny. Huge. Tiny. Yeah. Huge. That's actually my Halloween costume for a Halloween party tomorrow. I'm going with a friend of mine named Meg, and we're going to be Green Megs, and Sam I
0: am.
1: Oh, oh. very nice. I would tell you about my costume, but I don't want to, because I've held off all week from tweeting pictures of it. <laughs> so uh, the only problem is the party I was going to is now canceled, so I have to find something else to do. Disaster. But it's going to be amazing. Disaster. You'll see the pictures. Okay. So, a little bit more tech news this week. Uh, we are talking about Parkhurst and their fiber project. This has been in the news a lot lately. <laughs>
2: Sorry, excuse me while I like, is this because throw you don't... myself in the water bottle.
1: Is it because you don't live in Parkhurst?
2: Uh partly and because those people in Parkhurst have enough nice things. They don't need more nice things. <laughs>
1: Including a restaurant called Nice, right? Oh yeah. Just to is, rub it which in. which is in
2: fact quite nice. Um... So what they're
1: doing, right, is they they're rolling out uh, fiber to the home. Uh, this has been driven by a company called Vumatel. Now, just for a quick recap for those people who may not know the story, uh, it's a great project I think. The the um body not body corporate, the sort of community body uh, got together and said, "Well, bugger this, we're tired of having awful internet. Mm-hmm. We will put out our own tender, and we will get someone to lay fiber. Vumatel stepped up, said, we'll make this happen. And you don't have to buy it from Vumatel. You can also buy it from uh, Neotel. And I forget, there's a third company. So basically, you pay Vumatel to install the the hardware or the infrastructure, and then you have a choice of operators where you can buy your actual connectivity from.
2: Which would have been plenty so far, of so competition. Right. Yeah. So far, so good.
1: Yeah. Now, it's come up but this week, Telcom is trenching and laying fiber. On exactly the same routes. (sighs) Right now, I mean, this just seems silly because what a waste of duplicating infrastructure. Mm. You've got someone who's putting the gear in the ground anyway. It's not like you need more gear, right? This is the bonus of fiber, is you can carry enormous amounts of traffic over it. Yeah. So why not go and do another area?
2: Like Newtown. Come right, on, like tell town. Newtown. Exactly. Newtown, please. Or Bramfontein. Yeah. Or
1: whatever. But anyway, so we're hoping that this rolls out to other areas too. I know Vumatel said that they're looking at as many as 50 other, um, uh, suburbs around South Africa. Joburg, Durban, Cape Town, Pretoria. Mm. Um, I mean, this is what we want, right? A couple of people it just takes a few people to get this ball rolling, mm. and then the competition will take off, and then hopefully we will have us uh, some first world internet.
2: And I do love, you know, as much as as much as they are Parkhurstians. Um, I do love that kind of initiative of, you know what, screw this. Let's just mark a plan. You yeah, know. let's just
1: make it happen. Yeah.
2: And that's pretty awesome because then what that does is it proves the business model to Telcom and to anyone else who might be laying fiber. And who and might shows... be holding
1: off on making that investment exactly. because it's that breakout, right? Yeah. It's the, actually the problem is there's fiber everywhere. I mean, I look, yeah. the last block of flats I lived in in Kilani there were two different lots of fiber going past my front door. Oh, one from Neotel and one from dark How fiber. How
2: tempting is it to just like dig under the pavement and just, and just do a it yourself thing. at yeah. night? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Secret splicing
1: It's that breakout That we need to do Anyway So this is good But annoying But anyway Well at least We're getting more uh, Connectivity Well
2: I mean What does worry me Is as I was saying This is them Proving the viability Of yes people Will pay for fiber To the home Even if only Parker's people Will pay for fiber To the the home But what it's going to do Is obviously push up The prices For those people Which means it's going To look like South Africans Can't afford fiber To the home
1: Yeah Absolutely. Well, Thank let's go to a, a better news story now, something a little bit uh, more heartwarming. Uh, internet.org have rolled something out in Tanzania. You were chatting to me about this earlier. What's yeah, the story?
2: Yeah. So Internet.org is a passion project by Zuckerberg and a couple of his Silicon Valley friends. Um, and
1: some of his Silicon Valley dude bros, his,
2: his, his, yeah, his tech bros, uh, tech bro for life. Um, and, but it's quite a lovely, <laughs> it's quite a lovely, um, initiative and they, they stand behind the belief that it's, it should be a basic human right for everyone to have access to equal amounts of information because information equality is about human freedom in some ways. So, you know, and lovely fuzzy stories. So they've been investigating a lot of interesting ways to offer really affordable internet to places that have just not had. Mm. So I was in Tanzania doing work a while ago last year and they are one of the countries on the continent, and particularly in East Africa, which is generally pretty connected, that mm, has really yeah, been yeah. struggling to get connected. I mean, I think it's it's well under 5% still. Um Which is
1: amazing when you look at the figures for Kenya next absolutely. door. Absolutely. Right? Off the charts.
2: And the fiber numbers in Kenya, yeah, which yeah. is just amazing. So poor little Tanzania has been kind of a bit neglected. Um So what they've now rolled out, uh, internet.org, is a portal. It's a little app that you can mm-hmm. access on feature phones or anything, and it lets you access a limited number of sites completely for free. So you can get Facebook, OLX, Wikipedia, BBC, and some local news sites. Um, and a couple, which I, I thought was quite interesting, a couple of women's health websites, which okay. is great. Um, so that's a lovely, you know, a, 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 and it's sort of get, giving people a first taste and a first access. Right. So and spe- be- I think it's
1: been around with one of the operators in particular. Mm. Um, hopefully some of the others will, will follow suit. And we've seen this a few times, people making uh, access to certain services free. I mean, even F&B do it. Yeah. If you use F&B for your data to connect, uh, social media stuff, Twitter and Facebook and this sort of thing aren't deducted from that. Mm. And I mean, these are the first steps. As you said, the challenge is getting it in people's hands. Yeah. And it's that inequality that really worries me because over time, it's that sort of just that comf- being comfortable with looking mm. things up online yeah. that becomes the real divide in in terms of skilled and unskilled.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, what's going to be so interesting is to see what, what happens to kids who now start teaching themselves. You know, hey, sure. I can go and get answers to these things on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll be great.
1: Yeah. And that's it. I mean, the this, this sort of self-learning is what this mm-hmm. kind of thing empowers. So yeah. we're, uh, we're big fans. Um, we'll be back shortly. We're just going to have a quick message from our sponsors.
0: When you hear the signal, it will be one broken down truck at Rigel Avenue past two. When you hear the design, precies precisely one in the vracht motor on the two.
1: Traffic jams are time, lost time. Real-time traffic information from BMW Connected Drive identifies traffic congestion areas and provides you with alternative routes. Another innovation from BMW Connected Drive. So connected, you're free. And we're back here at Stuff Central on Cliff Central. I'm Craig Wilson, and I'm chatting to Sam Beck-Bessinger. Sam, we chatted about this story a little bit before the show today. Uh, The New York Times did a report on Tinder usage and found that the average user spends – brace yourself – 90 minutes swiping a day and logs in as many as 11 times. I can
2: totally believe it though. How <laughs> are we wasting our lives on It's Stop wasting your life. Yeah. Are no. you, are
1: you on Tinder? Have you used uh, it of much? Of course. Before? And of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, you know, the internet and, and, and not even the internet, the two things that have generally driven the human race forward in terms of technology are access to better financial services and access to other naked people. And, and
1: sex, right? Yeah. So, right. I mean,
2: that's what drove VHS technology into the home, you know, back in the 20th century. It's the thing that sure, has driven internet usage, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess this
1: makes sense, but I mean, this seems like a lot of time, an hour and a half a day. I, mean, I guess the other thing I find really interesting about Tinder is just that we can make these snap judgments based on six pictures and a little blurb. Yeah. But a lot of the time, I, th- I'm, I think they're quite accurate, right? Mm. We can pick things out like uh, sort of you're probably your probably your economic status your education level uh, all of these sorts of things based on these sm- few factors and then decide whether we're swiping left or right
2: well i think we're lying to ourselves as humans if we don't understand that that's how we make decisions all the time anyway about people you make a decision within a few seconds of meeting them about whether they're attractive or not about whether they're someone you want to be friends with or not whether they're someone you trust or not whether they're
1: smart or not exactly sure.
2: it's it's you know daniel kahneman's book thinking fast and slow it's the system 1 system 2 yeah, yeah, yeah filling in human. the gaps and exactly. Human brains, you know, our little hunter-gatherer reptile brains, um, those two things don't go together, but you know, that's what we do. We make snap judgments. So, no. um, and specifically when we're talking about mating, um, of course those snap judgments. I guess so. the question,
1: the next question then is, have you, have you had any Tinder success? No, 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 no only not, not, not a Tinder
2: unsuccess. Actually, a friend of mine was telling me about, um, this group of women in, in the US that have started a meta Tinder app, which rates all of the guys that you go on dates with on oh, Tinder. Oh, I see, I see. Or like you know, good kisser, uh yeah. kind, fun, whatever. So it's like a meta Tinder. It's this whole actually new looks like there. profile
1: pic. <laughs> um, these <laughs> sorts of these sorts of telling things. Yeah, uh, exactly. Cool. All right. Well, so that's a bit of Tinder news this week. Uh, if you have the app, are you spending an hour and a half on it? Lord, I mean, I, I've I've recently redownloaded it. Uh, I'm certainly not spending that much time. But oh uh, pish, oh pish, pish. Uh, And also, uh, I haven't had any success. The closest I came was I met someone at a party, and then saw them on Tinder the following week, uh, and then we went out for dinner uh, thereafter. Okay. But that's the closest I've gotten. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it didn't really feel like it. <laughs> it it didn't initiate things. It uh, yeah. it just sort of helped. Uh, I've only speed them along.
2: only met weirdos.
1: Right, right. Well, these. <laughs> the dangers i feel as a guy on tinder frankly i feel like the first sort of half an hour of conversation i ever have with the match is spent trying to make sure that they don't think i'm some sort of loony yeah i, I feel like this <laughs> is the problem is that we start from less than zero but as that's, guys that's on Tinder. that's why
2: we need the girls only meta review app of guys so that you can be peer reviewed by you know, five women that I know. Well, and then, right. you know, there we go. Then sure. uh, you'll start on zero, not well, on minus 10.
1: Maybe as a startup idea for you, Sam. Uh, uh, yeah, well, some, to keep someone's you busy. doing it
2: already. That's the problem with every great startup idea.
1: Oh, but it's all right because we can go the the South African way and just copy it. <laughs> no shame, I'm joking. That's a little bit mean, but we do have a tendency to take startups from elsewhere and then just repurpose for them, Absolutely. them locally. I'd like to see some more uh, sort of locally uh, generated original stuff Absolutely. that perhaps could then go global. Definitely. Anyway, uh, let's chat about our gadgets this week. <gasps> Mm. Um I see you've got an interesting looking little thing there. Well little
2: uh. being the operative word I think. So-,
1: so So what is it? It looks a bit like a USB stick with a big peg right,
2: attached to it. Right, right. So, tiny, tiny things. So, we all know that size matters in gadgets and that smaller is better. Right, right, right. Um, So, this is a tiny microphone. It's called the Samson Go, Samson, like Samson and Delilah, Samson right. Go mic. Um, now, if you ever are, and I know this won't apply to everyone who's listening, but if you ever need to record things on the go, it's tiny, tiny. So, you can see I'm putting it, well, not sort of, everyone, it's sort but Sort of the size of a
1: thick credit card. It's smaller
2: uh-huh. than the palm of my hand. It's like a Sam third has big of, hands though. Don't let shh, that mislead you I have man hands It's true <laughs> um, It's smaller It's about half the size Of my palm okay. um, About the third Of the size of my cell phone And this thing Is so powerful It's about as powerful As the microphone I'm talking into right now uh, It has unidirectional mode If you're just talking Yourself It's got bidirectional mode If you're doing interviews Right So if you're a bit Of a sound junkie And you ever need to record Things out in the world uh, It's a little tiny Compact thing Folds up You can clip it onto things And it's very splendid Okay
1: So this is for sort of people to do interviews or podcasters or that sort of thing. Exactly. What did you get it for uh,
2: for podcasting um, and for interviews? But I feel like also if you were um, a person who recorded business meetings often, which is something I right. used to do a lot in ad advertising days, because oh, you aren't have you glad those days are gone. Oh, so so glad. But you know, you often have clients who forget that they told you things. Ah. So we used to get into the habit of recording our meetings. Very, you know, obviously, like we tell the client, which is mine, just for our records. Um, and I, I I've, I've actually found increasingly in big business meetings people recording um, complex discussions as well so that you can go back and actually analyze what happened and take your notes mm, And make
1: sure that you actually are all on the same page. Exactly. So
2: I would also uh, recommend it for, for those those people, so people who record anything while they're about. Your The sound quality is absolutely amazing and this thing is so tiny it fits in your handbag, doll. In your handbag. In your handbag, doll.
1: <laughs> I have a very big handbag. Yeah,
2: you've got That's a man right. bag. It's
1: like, well, it's because it's a tech man bag so you know it's got to have lots of things in it. Is that it.
2: what you tell your other tech? Just hosts? before
1: the show, our producer asked, do I have a charger? Man. And, of course, I've got a charger. <laughs> right, if it's got a battery, I can charge so it. So, Mary
2: Poppins back. So, tell me about this exciting black box of, of mystery.
1: So, this uh, my gadget for this week is the Samsung SB330 speaker. Not the most elegant name, but rather a good-looking device. It's about the size of a small brick, and it's a portable wireless uh, Bluetooth speaker. Now, my thing with this sort of stuff is I was thinking this week I had a look at... Some speakers I bought in London 10 years ago mm. when I was living there in a shoebox. Uh, and I just wanted something that I could play music off my disc, man. I kid you not. <laughs> uh, and I went into town and I bought like 60-pound speakers and they cost a fortune. Uh, then in those days, it was a fortune. Actually, by today's standards, it's still a fortune. And I listened to them the other day and I couldn't believe how awful they were. Mm. You know, speaker tech has come so far. This is sort of modeled on another popular one called the Jambox, uh, which is very big in the U.S., um, is
2: that where you keep your jam?
1: In the, in the, in the jam box, yes. <laughs> in the jam box. So this speaker, you know, it's um, it's got two uh, two speakers in it and a little sort of sub, but the sound quality is just phenomenal. Mm. What I also like about it is the battery lasts around 10 hours, Oh, that's. which that's I've actually good. tested. That's legit. Because
2: that's what you need for beach parties. Exactly. Bryce. Although I wonder mm. about that too. I
1: mean, I'm very keen that I can do it, but I'm not sure I want to listen to other people's awful music on the beach. Uh-huh. And this is encouraging that, of course. Uh-huh. Right? I guess you can't control what other people are <laughs> To play. You um, can
2: control them with your fist and a real brick.
1: With a, my, <laughs> good lord. I'm taking you to the beach. Um, so it. it's also got NFC on the side. That's near field communication. So if you have a Samsung or other phone uh, with an NFC chip that isn't locked down like Apple's one and the iPhone 6 which mm. you can only use for Apple Pay, uh, you can pair them by just tapping it to the side. That's quite cool. Otherwise it runs Bluetooth. It's also got an aux in. So and
2: when, you, when you're running it off NFC will that chow your phone's battery less quickly than the Bluetooth?
1: No, no. So all the NFC does is actually a range of bluetooth pairing Ah. it's not the mechanism for transfer thereafter Ah. yeah so it's really just actually removing one step of what's already a pretty easy process Mm. frankly but um yeah i mean it's got all the sort of inputs you'd like it charges over mini usb which is that same cable you use for any android phone or blackberry so that's nice and convenient my only gripe about it is the price
2: Oh, t- how much?
1: Malini. Uh, just shy of 4,000 rand. Oh,
2: my goodness, no. I
1: know, right? So, I mean, it's very pretty and it's very nice and it does what it says on the box extremely well, but that's a lot of dosh. Yeah, man. Mm-mm. Although, then again, I'm just, I mean, I'm just floored by what tech costs generally these days. Uh I've had the fun of playing with an iPhone 6 for the last week and a half. Mm-hmm. Here it is in uh, very fetching gold that I would not have chosen if I'd been buying it myself. Yeah, 10,000 rand. Good grief. Ten thousand rand grief. for a phone. Good I grief. mean, when you see what they're doing in the mid-range phones these days, mm-hmm. which you can pick up for five or six grand. Yeah. Um, It just seems bonkers. But
2: I mean, that's why Samsung's, uh, revenue's been, been plummeting and their earnings plummeted in the last quarter to get a little bit businessy for a moment because no one is buying the high end Samsung phones anymore. You've got all these lovely, really well made cheap Chinese options, um, that are, do the job just as well. Um, this, you know, the resolution isn't quite there, but frankly, you know, most people don't care.
1: Sure. In terms of the day to day function. And especially if you're on a budget, most people can't afford to care.
2: Exactly. Not all of us are tech journalists who get all of our tech for free. Craig Wilson. On
1: loan, on loan. (laughs) I'm pleased to report, it will be going back.
2: Yeah, no, man. For four thousand bucks, I'll buy an old lacquer boombox. Now,
1: stick it in a (laughs) (laughs) boombox. Um, This is sort of our gadgets for the week. Sam, tell us what yours is again. The Uh, Samsung
2: Samsung Go Mic.
1: Okay. And mine is the uh, Samsung Bluetooth uh, SB330 speaker. I wanted to talk quickly about an app. Um, We normally try and cover both if we have them. There's been a lot of hoopla this week about the new Gmail Inbox app. I don't know if you've had a chance to play with it, but I have. Uh, What it is, is um, essentially it's trying to ease the burden of mail by doing some clever auto-tagging in mm-hmm. the same way that uh, products like 22.7 uh, tag your expenditure automatically and say, oh, I recognize that this particular place is a pick and pay, and so you must be buying groceries, or at <laughs> least we hope you're buying groceries, so we'll tag it accordingly. Same principle. So what Gmail's done is, or Google at least, is created this app that... Um, Trolls through your mail and tries to separate things. Now this isn't the first time we've seen this, right? Mm. They rolled out those tabs, the tabs yeah. exactly. Which I don't know about you. I turned off almost immediately.
2: I did, and I've actually recently turned them back on. Ah,
1: and how are you finding
2: it? Uh it's no, it's working for me, and it's. I found that there are things that I only want to read once a week when I'm in that. Yeah, let me read those new newsletters from those guys. Sure Mode You know sure, a, And
1: you kind of want All of the essential stuff To float to the top exactly. Like mails from mom Or yeah. potential employers you know, Males
2: so. from mom Are typically not essential I love you mom <laughs> 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 They're typically lolcats
1: Okay We have different relationships <laughs> With our mothers thing. Um, So uh, look I've tried it And my only problem Is that for a start I guess I got too much mail uh-huh. I know about you, I sort of average about 100 a day. Yeah, about that. Um, and the other problem is that I have my own workarounds for this. So mm. I'm deeply, deeply embedded in Google's uh, labeling system. Mm. I've even got filters set up so that certain things that come in automatically get labeled Stuff Magazine or yeah. whatever. Um, and so Google Inbox, of course, now doesn't quite know how to deal with that. Right. And so when I try and tag something or label something, I've got to choose from the 50 or 60 mm. tags that I've already created. So mm. not that elegant, but um, they're doing A very good job of hyping it as they usually do, they've just put it out to selected people. Then they gave those selected people invites so that they could invite other people.
2: Oh, it's like the early days of Gmail, remember when, like, right at the beginning of Gmail, yeah, when where you really wanted an, an invite?
1: invite. <gasps> yeah, <Aww. laughs> so it's one of those sort of things. In fact, I even saw that yesterday a couple of invites for it had popped up on eBay. Oh, no way, people are actually selling these wow. things. Wow, anyway, I'm trying really hard to get used to it because I really like the idea of it, right? Mm. Anything that can make my mail more manageable seems appealing, but uh, yeah, I guess. I I've got to get stuck in there. At the moment, what I've done though is I installed it on all my devices and then was really annoyed because every time I got an email, I get two notifications oh, right. from two different things. So yeah. I've turned the one off and I'm sort of dipping into it every evening mm-hmm. to try and get a feel for it. But um, yeah, I, I remain unconvinced.
2: Email, I'm still waiting for the killer app that's going to just replace just sort email, it out, right? just replace email. Have
1: you tried any of the others, you know, like Sparrow and yeah, that sort of thing? no, yeah.
2: And you know, um, I used to work for a digital agency, so we went through various periods of trying various things. Um, and a lot of the conversation would move like for a while, a lot of us were using Trello boards, um, as, right. as project management collaboration tools. And what's great about those is that you can make notes on things on the actual documents that you're talking about or the projects you're
0: talking about, right.
2: which was much more efficient than sending an email saying, hi, I can't get hold of
0: so-and-so,
1: so and yeah. so,
2: you know, um, because they were all there archived centrally as project information. So that eased a lot of it. Um, so I think those collaboration tools are one of the ways that that happens. But no, I I think there's one that I was reading about that isn't available in SA yet that um, basically is WhatsApp, but it also uh, handles a lot of your voice calls and a lot of your your general messages and it kind of centralizes all of that stuff. Um, and so it's like Snapchat and WhatsApp and your voice t- telephone calls, but all in a single stream, Um, which, so I don't know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the thing.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm waiting for the one, the one killer that actually gets yeah. it right. Well, hopefully someone out there is working on it. Uh, we look forward to playing with the it.
2: Tech Bros in San Francisco, the Tech Bros,
1: or in Cape Town, <laughs> I believe you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've got a message on WeChat from Josh. He says he got himself a OnePlus One Plus uh, One shipped from the US for just under five thousand rand, all costs included. Awesome phone, he says. I don't know if, have you played with these phones at all. No. So I, uh, a friend of mine, brought one out from New York a few weeks ago. Uh, it's an Android phone along the same vein as the Nexus devices. Yeah. Uh, except that. Of course the google nexus devices are linked to a certain manufacturer right so one plus one seems to be its own brand
2: but it's vanilla vanilla android yeah exactly mm. exactly
1: and it's it's uh sorry vanilla android for those listening is a sort of uh android that doesn't have all of the add-ons that the, like the uh those operators LG like to put on And it's, the
2: samsung like weird m- music app yeah samsung and, yeah. s life and oh. what, the, the
1: sort of thing yeah. yeah so it's pretty devoid of that it's straight up android where you know no mess no fuss um, yeah, I was really impressed. These OnePlus One devices look great. I'm really hoping that mm. someone like the Orange store will bring them in. And yeah. I think that's one of the things worth mentioning too. You know, The Orange ZA store, if you're looking for an Android phone, um, is a really, really amazing place. Mm. Um, what Orange has basically done is they've decided, well, they don't want to launch as an operator here like mm. they are in Europe and parts of Africa because they don't think the market uh, is sufficiently competitive to sustain it. But they, of course, have this global buying power mm. because they buy millions and millions of devices all the time. So Orange has come in uh, sometime last year, I think it was, maybe the year before, and they flog... Uh, tech, uh, Android devices and a bunch of other very tech awesome. really, really yeah. affordably. So,
2: I mean, the biggest smartphone seller in South Africa is still Pep Stores, um, right. which, which makes a lot of sense if you think about it. And I always find it very interesting as a real reflection of where the South African market is going, looking at their stats and breakdowns of what phones they're selling. And it's been mm. so interesting to watch the smartphone sales through Pep Stores over sure. and, the last couple of and, years. And that now that yeah. there
1: are so many more budget smartphones to mm, choose from, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Things like the MTN Stepper, yeah. the Vodacom. Smart kicker Mm. I mean proper Sub thousand rand Devices that do At least all of the basics I mean your photos Are not going to Be incredible But you can still Take them Yeah you, know, you can still take a picture of something in the store and send it uh, send it to your wife and or your husband. And you can husband, get
2: right? a cheap tablet for your kids to, to you know, let them play educational games. And, and then
1: if they drop it in the bath, the you're not quite as stressed as exactly. if they drop your iPad, right? Uh,
2: very funny. Uh, can I tell you about an app that I found yeah, that I've absolutely. been very excited by? Uh, it's called Space Team. And what I love about this app... Do you have to
1: say it like that? Because I think you should. No,
2: you have to. Space it's Team. In, it's in one of the terms and conditions you sign. Okay, okay. all right. Obviously.
1: All right. Oh, you actually read those? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no one ever has ever. Um, but what's really fun about this... Is it's a game that you have to play it. So you play it. it it's I have it on my Android phone, and you, it's a little phone game. But you have to play it with a friend who's sitting next to you. Not a friend. They can't be somewhere else. So oh, it's quite uh, collaborative and quite fun. And the idea is that you and your your mate are. Space team. And you're flying the spaceship through space, um, as space teams do. And each of you have half of the control panel on your phone. And then there are instructions coming in to each of you individually. And that instruction might be, you know, turn the turbo thruster to 11. Um, But then your friend has the turbo thruster. And then you've got to yell at them and get them to, and they never do it quickly enough. You know, turn on the turbo thruster. So if you are a lady person who likes yelling at your man person or your fellow lady person or whatever, um, it's so much fun. Button, um, and you yell at each other and then the, the control panel starts falling apart at some point and it's hectic and chaos and really fun. It
1: looks fantastic. I've just pulled it up on the, on the website. It, I like that the company's name is Sleeping Beast Games <laughs> and I see it's available for Android and for iOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it free? It is free. Oh, that's the, that's my favorite flavor. Well, at
2: least here. it's free on Android. I don't know about iPhone.
1: Fantastic. We'll have a look. Mm. All right, uh, we'll be back with you shortly after this, uh, this song. It's uh, Coldplay and Ink. And we're back here on Stuff Central for our last segment we're of back. the day. Where did we go? We, I uh, was here the whole time. You were here the whole time. I, I left briefly. I did some, right. uh, uh, you know, out of body experiences. Oh, right, cool. Um, I'm Craig Wilson. Uh, with me is Sam Beck bessinger If you want to chat to us, uh, you can get hold of Cliff Central, uh, on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at cliffcentral.com. And of course on WeChat at Cliff Central. Uh, and uh, if you want to call us, you can get us on 0861 555. 189. Coming up now, uh, we're going to chat about our picks and pick-ons. Before we do that, yes. quickly, uh, someone has just asked
2: on WhatsApp f- uh, for us to repeat the name of Space Team. Space Team. That's the name of the app.
1: Space Team. Space Team, because
2: okay. you're okay. a team of
1: space, space people. Space people. Yeah. All right. So, pick and pick-on. Uh, this is where we, yeah, we either praise or climb into a tech company or product or similar. Um, Sam, why don't you start us off?
2: I am going to pick on, uh, web TVs in general. Um, but particularly, uh, so for the last couple of months, uh, the place I was renting in San Francisco had a little Roku, Roku box. Mm-hmm. So these are the little boxes that you plug into your TV, whether it's a smart TV or a dumb TV. Um, and things like the Apple TV or the Roku or, uh, the, I think Winston Digital Fires has one. As well, yeah. yeah. They're those little things that, um, they make more sense if you have a very solid internet connection and a lot of, you know, Netflix and Hulu and those kinds of uh, streaming services are still blocked here, but um, you know some some of my friends have gone out and bought Apple TVs and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they're very shiny. Um, and the idea is that it's it's a place to store all of your media if you have media that you've downloaded legally, of course, um, and put it on your TV and and also kind of put on your streaming services. You can stream from YouTube and that kind of thing. Um so I've been living with one of these for the last 2 months and I just have to say it's not worth it not yeah. remotely worth it in South Africa or anywhere um So before I was, I had this little Roku box, um, and which essentially had the smart TV vibe going on. I had a tiny HP ProLiant microserver. So these things cost about one and a half thousand rand. Mm -hmm. Um, you can plug in nine tera, nine hard drives, I think, into this thing that I had. Um, so, cause it's it's like a, it's like
1: a little desktop computer,
2: but basically it's a computer. Um, and, and I had that running through a TV and I had all of my content on there. So your
1: nine terabytes of legally downloaded content. Of course, of course.
2: I'm a bit of a hoarder. Okay. Um, But you also, you know, obviously you have internet access. You just plug in an ethernet cable and there you go. You have the internet and you buy a little wireless keyboard and you can sit on your couch and there is your TV. And But having now experienced that versus the official web TV Mm -hmm. box, it just makes no sense to buy a web TV box. If you can rather buy a cheap little Apple Mac Mini or a cheap little tiny, tiny computer and well, plug I mean, that we've in. even
1: seen people doing this with these Raspberry Pis, right? Absolutely. These tiny computers that you can you can pick up for a few hundred Rand. Yeah. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly mm. for the simple reason that when you buy one of these Roku boxes or similar, you're limiting what you can do with it, right? Yeah. And you're locked into their ecosystem. And if what there is they one.
2: think you might want to stream from. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm. Whereas if you just plug in a computer, which is something that we all know how to use already as well, <laughs> yes. there's no learning curve. There's no, you know, figuring out how this particular media server works. Yeah. It's just a computer. Yeah. Like any other computer you've ever used. Absolutely. You can browse the internet. And now of course there's so many great wireless keyboards, trackpads, mm. uh and the cheap, sort of thing. Cheap, of, no? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chip chip. Exactly. I mean so you can get a whole setup for a couple of thousand Rand, probably mm. for less than one of these boxes absolutely. will cost. You.
2: And you can play games on it. You can, um, you know, you don't want to obviously sit and work on the thing, but just as a portal to your content, mm-hmm. as as we start moving and our behavior, you know, starts changing more towards time shifted content. So stuff we've downloaded and are deciding to watch and not just, you know, movies that are playing. Sure, when... let's move
1: to the sort of on-demand life we've been uh, promised.
2: Exactly. Um, I, so I'm just, I'm telling everyone, because a couple of people have been speaking to me about, you know, should I, should I buy the Apple TV? It seems like you've got to be a bit of a geek to know what to do. Just plug in, buy the cheapest laptop or computer you can find, plug it into a TV, and you're sorted.
1: Yep. Yep. Sound advice from Miss Beck Passenger there across the table. There we go. Okay. Well, my pick on this week uh, is related, I guess. It's sort of products that I don't think we necessarily really need yet, at least not in this current form. Mm -hmm. Mine is the Qualcomm Talk. I'm wearing it on my wrist here. It's a smartwatch, but it's a smartwatch in name alone. There is nothing smart about it. (laughs) For a start, I cannot set a 24-hour clock. Now, I'm one of those people, I'm just, I really like 24 hour clocks. Maybe I should have been in the army. No, no, I definitely shouldn't have been in the army. You would
2: have been very picked upon in the army. I would have, yeah.
1: (laughs) But, um, I really like a 24 hour clock. Why I can't set one is. Absolutely beyond me. I mean,
2: that's something that I could do on my Casio that I had in 1989.
1: Right. Yeah. So that that was out of the gates, we've got a problem. Then it shows me weather info and so on, but only if it's tethered to an Android device Mm -hmm. and only if that Android device in turn has a SIM card in it. It won't get weather data if it's connected to Wi-Fi. You've got to be kidding me! No, that's I mean, it's just ludicrous. I will say
2: it doesn't even look that fancy.
1: It doesn't look that fancy. No, you can change the dis- oh, also you can change the displays by swiping along the bottom of it, mm-hmm. but uh, you can only have seven of them at a time.
2: But surely, also, you want to be swiping left or right to pick
1: to up email things. or something, right? So there's <laughs> that as well. If I yeah. unlock it, uh, you get an option with if I can get unlock it. There we go. Uh, you get an option with notifications, calls and texts, weather info, music, uh, stocks, and that sort of thing. Mm. But even then, it's pretty limited so I can get a list of the subject lines of all my emails but I can't open the email. Because then
2: you get a subject line saying, urgent, 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 naked pics, and you can't open it.
1: Exactly. So all I end up with is notifications that I have mail, but no ability to actually check them. Once more, I repeat, you've got to be kidding. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm a little bit excited about things like the Apple Watch, not Mm. necessarily the Apple Watch, because I think things that can read your heart rate or these sorts of metrics, these have a lot more value, because then I think the data coming out of them is Mm. actually useful.
2: So Microsoft has just launched or just announced their, their, play their sort of play. fitness band yeah, and it seems very focused on being a fitness band not a thing that lets you see your emails on your wrist which right. quite frankly I don't need in my life um, because my phone is always in my hand or right next to my hand anyway Sure, but I am quite interested in something that tracks my sleep and my heart rate and so I think eventually tells me, rate tells me that I have elevated white blood count who knows Right,
1: something useful exactly when I used to have a fitness band I've stopped wearing all of them now my big problem was that the metrics just didn't seem particularly useful mm-hmm. it wasn't changing behavior it was just Teaching me things that I already knew
2: Don't get on the scale if you're not going to go on diet
1: Well, exactly, exactly well, uh, that's just about all we have time for today. Sam, it's been lovely having you in studio. Uh, thank you very much for joining us.
2: Thank you, Mr. Wilson Pence. And
1: uh, remind us of your Twitter handle if people want to follow I you. I
2: am at Greenham Sam.
1: At Greenham Sam. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, I have been, I am, and I will continue to be Craig Wilson. Uh, you can find me at Craig Wilson on Twitter. Uh, I'm standing in for Toby Shapshak this week, who is off gallivanting once more. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. And if you have any questions, don't forget, uh, you can get hold of us uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Centre. Uh, on WeChat, of course, at Cliff Central, the official account, or you can give us a shout on 0861 555 189. It's been lovely hanging out with you. Um, And one final reminder, of course, from our sponsors, because otherwise we don't make any money and we can't do this again. Stuff Central is brought to you by the new innovative BMW Connected Drive. Stay connected with all that matters tech wise with us, and stay connected with car technology that's driving you into the future. BMW Connected Drive, so connected you're free.
0: Why is the earth round, Dad?
1: Because it's just the way it is, son. Why? Because it just is.
0: But why?
1: Because I said so, okay? That's why.
0: But why? Tell me. Why, 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 Dad? Why?
1: Get the answer to any question you have without delay. Introducing convenient 24-7 access to the web directly from your car with BMW Internet. Another innovation from BMW Connected Drive. So connected, you're free.